Yeah, my cousin's like, man, I got such a good idea, and he, he's just going on and on. What's his idea? Uh, he's sworn me to secrecy, but it's a, it's apparently a mobile game. He's like, he's like, you gotta, I want like a real anime style, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, Kenichi Sonoda and Mikimoto, and he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna show you what real anime is. With with soft none curves of, and none, none of this, air. none of this Teen Titans crap. Oh God! Oh God! I'm in a very Transformers mood lately, Neil. Oh, are you? Yes. How about uh, how about next week we try to get some time so I can record your screams as you watch some Beast Wars. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll fast track you. Like I said, we'll All skip right. like eighty percent of the episodes because eighty percent of the episodes is and everything returns to status quo at the end. I'll probably be watching a lot of them in fast track anyway. I'm like, okay, this scene is going nowhere. Fast track, fast track, fast track. <laughs> no cheetor. Cheetor, I thought I told you not to wander off. But Big Bot... That's kind of what he sounds like. He's like, I thought I told you. <laughs> Very chalky aftertaste, that show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 David Kay, you're the only good character actor on that show. And then he later voiced Optimus as a fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was kind of a... Semi truck fire truck. I don't know. It it didn't make any sense. Semi truck fire truck. What? It's from barely animated. Yeah, it's like a okay. semi truck, but it has a light bar on top, and somehow it's part of the fire department. Uh, okay. See, yeah. we have a rule. If Optimus is a fire truck, turn away. <laughs> if he's a monkey, turn away. Oh, he was a purple monkey. If he was. If he's a bat, turn away. Swear to me. If he's yeah, yeah, he only works if he's a um a, a semi truck convo. You know, I had an epiphany that that first Beast Wars set where it was like Batman, Optimus Primal, and and Alligator Megatron. It was totally mm-hmm. like Batman versus uh Killer Croc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Well, Megatron no, never hit him with a rock. It was a big rock. Oh, Beast Wars. I remember that used to come on before I'd go to school. I think that was the only reason I watched it, was because it was on. There were a lot of shows uh, where that was my excuse. It's on. Yeah. It's on. It's before school. I watched Spiral Zone because it was on, but I didn't like it. I watched <sighs> Captain Planet because it was on, and I didn't like it. I didn't like Yeah, I watched that. Or, Cop, what was that show? Cops with the robot dog and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I used with- to watch that. Brave Star. Wink. Wink. Oh, God, that's a yeah. stupid wink. And I'm, <laughs> I think they use that a lot. That wink. <laughs> wink. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. 
Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. So are we ready to talk about Possumus Woman? Oh, God, yes. yes. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Tonight we're doing a little bit of an offbeat episode. We'll be talking about the live-action Ben Heckendorn film masterpiece. extravaganza masterpiece Possumus Woman. Of course, you know my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. You had me a giant possum. And joining us is Kitty Hawk. To the end. <laughs> this is, quite frankly, the best, worst movie I've ever seen. It was awesome. I don't know. It, it's it's a it's it's kind of neck and neck with uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> oh. Uh, I enjoyed it because it's. Yeah, this was shot on a budget of what, Neil? Nine hundred dollars, according to the website. It's over nine hundred. <laughs> it, it it is written by, directed by, and starring. <laughs> Ben Heckendorn. <laughs> and uh, the the costumes are probably the biggest expense. Yeah, the the pos the possum costume was an expense. The bullets were an expense. And uh I'm pretty sure he already had the uh the Adobe Premiere software and everything, so probably got it free somewhere. Um I recognized the fabric on the um possum costume. I was like, someone went to Walmart. <laughs> Well, it was filled with Illinois, there where their Walmarts roam free. Yeah. Yes, because so I was like, I, I know that fabric. I know, I know that. I was like, uh, I mean, the Walmart where you could find the redhead stepchild in the. Well, I mean, you can find anything you need at Walmart. They probably got some of the guns from Walmart, some of the bullets. They should have them sponsor it. Walmart here don't carry guns anymore. Ah. Uh, well, you have to go to an like, academy now. Yeah, the that was costume. Was a few years back. The costume looked like it was just whatever they could stitch onto it. It was like, uh, I think I saw leopard skin on there somewhere, and yeah, I don't know what else. The head, the head though, loss. was there was a lot of work put onto the head, especially with the light-up eyes. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Oh, and the smoke that would sometimes come out of the nose. <laughs> you know, like, let's put some, we'll put some uh, dry ice in there. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, it was very, uh, kind of reminiscent of BJ and the Dragon. <laughs> for those of you who live in Chicago. Oh, and it had a comfort waistband, because like at one point you could actually see it come up a little bit, and you could see the waistband on the um, on the pant portion of the costume. Well, I love was the great. shot with, the, uh, with uh, the tail wrapping around the guy's neck and pulling him up. Originally, the possum was supposed to come down out of the tree, hanging upside down, and grab him and pull him back up. But they couldn't figure oh. out how to do that. Oh, that would have been so much better. Now, my favorite thing is when the um, the tail was coming out of the water, like, uh, like and it was like a periscope. Yeah, that was my that was my favorite because it was like a nice reference back to like some Tom and Jerry right there, and some Jaws. Yeah, and and the people were laughing because it was just they're trying to scream, but yeah, just... that girl she she's totally laughing. It's heading towards the resort. <laughs> <laughs> Really, this this is hilarious, and, uh, and and they know it. They know this is horrible. That's what I love about this. They know how bad this is during the whole thing, so they kind of go with it. The most the most expensive shot I think was the final one with the SUV. Yeah, that was oh, actually yeah. it was pretty good for a low budget movie. 
<laughs> it looked better yeah. than some things you see in Piranha. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and certainly like the the uh, the direction wasn't terrible. I mean, like it was better than some sci-fi uh, originals, like yeah. Guy and Shark versus whatever. Yeah, what whatever this week. Yeah, there wasn't even like really a script. It was like more of an outline. I've read the outline, and it's just like like one of the scenes is like hummingbird goes to antifreeze feeder, sips, dies, lands in a pile of dead hummingbirds pan up to see Jamie, and then, like, stuff happens. Then it just moves on to the next scene. And so I they ad libbed most of it, I was right? I was waiting for that, the possumous woman playing possum. I was waiting for that. Yeah, you knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was going to scream, She's playing possum! <laughs> oh. oh. The playing possum part was really good. Like, because... For some reason, guns don't work on this thing. And then you see them go after it with the bayonets, and then you're like, wait a minute, did it die from bayonets? Like, so stabbing was in order? And it's playing possum! It in the chat, up. in the chat, uh, when the part where they used the spike trap and it bled it, I, I, I quote a predator, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And Neil said, what again, oh. Neil? I said it's female. It could bleed for days and not die. <laughs> oh, hilarious. That's Neil at AnimationEdition.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he it. is totally sensitive, ladies. <laughs> uh, and like they, for, they also forget the gender of the, the possum, even after they establish, oh, it's female, I guess from the scat. And then... He's they a just, scat man! Yeah. What's a stole sample? It's shit! <laughs> Yeah, Ben Heck was having fun with that bad Australian accent. Yeah. I don't know what, like, I was like, is this supposed to be Australian? No, I do like that they played Men at Work at the end of the movie, as yeah. he's like, now the, for some reason, because he, he because he's ne the one who survived, he gets to run the camp. He used to run it, that's yeah. the thing. Okay. Oh, he used to get, okay, so like, I, I didn't know that, that part, but yeah, yeah so... No, he's in charge of the camp, and they're playing Men at Work. Yeah, the thing is, this is actually a sequel to Possumus Man. And in <laughs> Possumus Man, he does own the resort, and and that song is his theme song. It plays, like, a couple times in that movie. But that <laughs> the thing is, most of the jokes are transported from that movie into this, so okay. you could just watch this and get the same experience so this and is, more. So this is like, this is like evil, the e evil Dead 2. It's like... Exactly. It's better. Evil Deader? Yeah, yeah Evil Deader, yeah. Or my brother's favorite Christmas movie. Uh, my favorite is still Army of Darkness, I think, just because the humor is ramped up that much more. Ex yeah, but, like, so this is, like, so Possumus, was Possumus Man by uh, the same people, or is yeah. this just, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. Woo, okay, so I'm glad I got to see the improved, ver <laughs> improved <Yeah>. version. <laughs> but this is definitely more entertaining than, like, say, Manos, or, um, you know, speaking of self-made in my backyard movies. Um, it also has a reasonable budget for what the movie is, I think, because because you hear of other productions, which I won't name, that have ridiculously high budgets, and they're shot on, like, like on a webcam, and, and look like... A million times worse, and they don't even use After Effects. It's like Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, this was oh. shot over like I don't know, maybe a period of ninety days. Ninety days. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was pretty short. 
Wow, Roger Corman would have a problem with that. That's that's taking way too long, and nine hundred dollars is way too much. <laughs> God. And Roger Corman has a better recipe for blood. Yeah, there was a lot of pink blood in this movie. <laughs> See, yeah, this is <laughs> making me think awesome. I could probably shoot like a a bad B movie myself now, because I have a flip HD somewhere in this apartment. <laughs> It, it, it's inspiring everyone out there. You too can make a shitty sci-fi movie in your backyard with your flip camera at Adobe After Effects. Woo! Yeah, the blood was hilarious, and and the um, possum eating, I guess, feasting on the blood off the corpse, and it just looks like the possum is just sort of like putting its hands or doing some kind of voodoo thing over the person, <laughs> and then teabagging. Yeah, the yeah. teabagging, I lost it at that point, because that, that was just, what? I, I love the trap. I love the, I love the trap, which is the, the camper top off of a, oh, God, of yeah. a truck with no, the I stick know, propped lo- up. No, no, no. The bottle rocket trap was the best one, where the noose, they had the noose on the ground, and the possum walks over it, and they happen to get it right at that moment. And then they shoot off a bottle rocket, and that's supposed to, like, Send them to the moon? The, I don't know. <laughs> or when the guy is trying to... Oh, God. When the guy was trying to set fire to his camp... And there's like, all those tiki torches. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's like, like, I can't find a lighter. And there are all these tiki torches around. Yeah. Break out the tiki torches. And I made like, that joke every, during the show. I was like, tiki torch, tiki torch, tiki torch. Because he's walking past tiki torches. And he even spreads gas on the possum, and he's walking past all these tiki torches, and it's like, there's your chance. I was waiting for an on-fire possum, but I guess they only had one costume meal. Yeah. Yeah. When they hit it with the flaming spiky thing, I was expecting, you know, flaming possum, but no. It just hits it in the face, and they get some blood, and that's it. Uh, if it was a flaming possum, you know, you know, he'd say, don't forget to use your nails, boys. Oh, oh, oh bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop myself. No, this no, this is terrible. So we can full speed ahead. <laughs> but this is a good kind of terrible. Neil already made the the, the menstruation joke, so we're we're already in the bad territory. Yeah. Uh, so overall, if you can find the copy, you know, go go find check Ben Heck's site out. Yeah. Well, there there are no copies. You just download it. It's like benheck.com slash movies or something like that. So he. So is it for free or? It's for free. You can download it. Uh, right. It's in HD, so it's high quality. You just burn it, it to a disc. That's, that's that's up for debate, but yes, you can get it. <laughs> yeah, we, we we had. I think we had to fix the sound on it a little bit, but oh really? You know, yeah, just so that it was a little bit more even. But um, yeah, because it's a Windows Media file, so we were like. Yeah, okay, we gotta fix this a bit, but but overall, I'd say if it, it, it's free, so and even if it were like five bucks, I'd still say, hey, it's it's worth watching just for the terrible Australian accent and the <laughs> the sheer amount of guns that are used in this. And I gotta say, kudos <laughs> to Ben Heck. And if I had to pick a gun to stop a giant possumous woman, I would pick a forty-five, and him using that nineteen eleven, awesome. <laughs> So I really recommend this. It's only like 71 minutes. It's fun. You can get drunk. I, I unfortunately was not drunk, and I still enjoyed it. So there's my endorsement of the movie. I wasn't drunk, and I enjoyed it. 
And Kitty Hawk usually gets the best, uh, gives the best uh, recommendation quotes. So uh, yes. I have to recommend it too. All right, well, we're going to keep recording. We're going to do the DC Nation thing next. Oh, God, DC Nation. It's overtime. Because this was a bit of a short episode, so I can just sort yeah. of. So first of all, DC Nation is stopping. No, the the why? Lauren Faust Super Girls Super sh- Best Friends Forever is gone. Yep. Well, uh, she's she's going to work with her husband on his new show, which is Wander Over Yonder. So it means that she didn't win. Which you know, hey, come on, Brony money, Brony money. We could have had it. Yeah. Was it that the, the was it that the show wasn't doing well, or it wasn't attaining the target audience? I, I, I have my own theory about this, but we'll go over, like, the the DC Nation stuff first. Because, like, my theory, I have a theory about why, what what show got chosen out of all of them. Teen Titans Which, got picked yeah. up again yep. for a chibi-only show. There is no, it, it's super deformed only. Yeah. And, Raven is floating the entire time. Like, little, she's like a little Pac-Man ghost. Welcome to 1996. And so they came back. And they're doing Teen Titans again, and I can't believe it, and Fest probably just came. I can't believe it's Teen Titans! And well, the funny thing is this. That this itself proves that Sam Register's a lying sack of crap. Because <laughs> if people remember back when Teen Titans first ran, and the Crap Man ran, uh, <laughs> Sam Register used some very shoddy logic as to why the Bruce Tim properties could no longer use certain characters anymore. Because it might confuse the audience to have two different versions of the same characters. And and he, so Young Justice is running at the same time as Teen Titans. I'm just sort of trying to figure out why they're bringing it back. But the only thing I can think of is, is that they're like, well, we have this. Let's do it. And that's when you get into, that's when things go wrong is when you just say, well, I have this. Let's just go with it. But whatever. I'm just... I, I, I don't know. I, there's nothing really on Cartoon Network that's been interesting except for, like, Adventure Time, I think, is the only thing I actually watch. Which the uh, which the executives have a... Uh... I don't... It's like, God damn it! you've got this show, you stole it away from Nickelodeon, and it's very popular. There's, like, t-shirts everywhere. Every comic book store I go into has, like, the plushes, the action figures. Everybody loves it, but you don't love it because... I don't know. It's because not what it's you not, want. Because it's, it wasn't spearheaded by Sam Register. Sam Register has a thing about... Because, you know, they're still running Ben 10 cartoons still. Yeah, it's kind of a long-standing tradition at, at Time Warner. Is like, if it doesn't matter if it's doing them any good. If, if it's not what they wanted, they're going to kill it. Well, that's true. That's true with a lot of things, though. Well, like, which, is, which is really funny because Sam Register, you know, he got Teen Titans up to the Magic Syndication number... And it ended. It's, it, it's like someone up ahead of him. It's like, no, Sam, we, we, we tried as hard as we can. We can't justify keep putting money in the series. And it's off. And then 10 years later, Sam was able to weasel it back on. I don't, know that, the mad, I don't know that the syndication number really matters anymore. But they, well, I yeah. mean, you get money, I guess. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you're shopping it around other networks, then you kind of have like a an attractive package. It's like, look, we got 65 episodes. That's 13 weeks of product for you. And that's, that's all it's meant to be. And like, there's other than like Cubo, there really is no show. There's really is no network out there. That's really shopping for stuff like that anymore. 
Well, well I mean, like, there's except still, for, like, network. Except for G4, which is just cops and cheaters. Is G4 still in existence? Yeah. Adam Sessler needs a job. Yeah, Sessler's gone, and I think uh, Pereira's gone, too. What about Morgan Webb? I'm sure she's still there. But she's not funny. No, Sessler, you know, I, I don't like Sessler, but there was this one time he was in a video debate against uh, Jack Thompson. He verbally raped Thompson. Well, to be to be totally honest, anyone could rape Thompson. <laughs> but guy... it, it, it's just it's just the way he did it. I mean, I mean, you know, Adam Susser seems like a guy who doesn't have the chops to do that. He, he who would make like lame arguments. Who would be the straw man for the video game industry? No, he he he. Oh my God! It, what he did to Thompson on air is, is worthy of being framed. You'd be surprised. I mean, back in the eighties, when like. The, when rock music was demonized, the, the guy from Twisted Sister spoke before Congress. Yeah. His name, uh, D. Snyder. He did a pretty good job. Well, like I say, to me, because it's Sessler, because, you know, Sessler doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Because he's always loud and shit, and, and all of a sudden, boom, there he is. He, he's, he's laying it out, and he, he, he just owned him. To me, I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah, because G4 I didn't expect is, it out of G4 is really depressing. I, I remember when that channel first came on, and I was like, okay, we have video game programs galore. This isn't going to last very long, so I'm going to absorb as much as I possibly can. Because <laughs> yeah. the first year was pretty good. And See, I didn't get it the first year it came out. Like, I, I think I got it like after it began to suck. See, I, I, like, I like tech TV more. Before G4 I, swallowed it. And see, I never saw that. Like, I only heard about it because, unfortunately, I was in Alabama where that wasn't going to get picked up. So. Tech TV was a glorious thing. Yeah, but <sighs> the weird thing is, Tech TV and G4 merged, and then the best of both channels went away. And I don't understand yeah. why that happened. It's like I, every everything that was on G4 disappeared. The only well, thing so they kept was uh, X. I, I think it was just because the G4, like I think, like it depended on who won out during the merger. But, but like the thing I noticed, on, like I haven't actually seen cable television in like God, three months now. But like it was just before I left, it was just basically you could have actually compiled, you know, compressed it down to like I'd say five channels. Like you know, you had like somewhere around 150 channels. But you could honestly have compressed it down to five, because like you would, Lifetime was even showing freaking Pawn Stars, and I, I'm like, and then there was one other channel that was also showing Pawn Stars, and I was thinking, you could really compress television down to five channels, because that's just how many seem it seems to be now, because it's only like it's only like now like let's see it's only four corporations now own most of the the networks. So here's my theory on why Teen Titans won out over all the others, even though, like, it was obvious that those weren't, like, I don't know. I, I, I haven't really seen, like, the ratings or anything. So I, but my theory is, is honestly, they're scared of Ninja Turtles. And Ninja Turtles, as I posted uh, a while back and Neil saw it, was the, the chibi faces on the turtles, like the little big eyes on them. And I've heard that it sort of has a Teen Titans vibe to it. At well, times. they do have Beast Boys voice on yes. it. Yeah. So I think my theory is is that they thought, well, if they're going for that, why don't we just bring Teen Titans back? Yeah. And they, it has Rob Paulson doing Donatello. 
I know. So it's, I think there, the theory is, is that, well, we already had that before. Let's do it again. Even though like there were a lot better shorts in the set than those Teen Titans shorts. Those Teen like, Titans shorts were, were more of the same. I think it was just yeah. them recycling ideas they had six years ago that they couldn't have done six years ago. And they're like, well, now we're doing we're doing shorts, so we can do them again. And the only people that responded were those goddamn Teen Titans fanboys. Well, that... I mean, uh, Super Best Friends Forever was not great, but at least it, it, it wasn't Teen Titans. And also, it was well, okay. And here's another thing: it's sort of aimed towards girls. Whereas the new lineup for for what they're going to do for DC Nation is going to be Young Justice, Teen Titans Go. And beware the Batman and that and that god awful uh, Green Lantern 3D animated bullshit. So, see, so in in short, they went Carrie Nation on DC Nation. <sighs> and the beware the Batman. I'm like, I read the synopsis for it, and I'm like, wait, Katana? What? And then Alfred is like, got guns? Well, not guns anymore. He has raid guns now. Oh yeah, pew, because, pew, of the, pew, pew. because of the yeah, Aurora yeah, shooting, guns. they changed it because they were like, "Oh no, now Batman is associated with violence." Wait, what? I, I went, I went with proudly violence. with my with my gun control shirt to the uh, to uh, watch Dark Knight Rising. It says, uh, "Gun control is is gun control." Three definitions: to use both hands to steady your weapon before discharging to hit your target. I wore that shirt, went to the movie theater, and no one said a thing. What a coincidence. I have a shirt that says the exact same thing, but it's about my penis. Nice. But overall, overall, you know, we already covered the reactionary bullshit in our censorship episode, so we don't have to repeat, you know, the same gospel. But, you know... The, the changes in the lineup are pretty stupid. I mean, DC Nation was supposed to be their whole "this is a block now" kind of thing, and then the block, the block crumpled like uh, like the Soviet block. Well, I think the reason that well, I know I, I've I've looked into why they suddenly stopped DC Nation, and it, it actually makes sense. It actually is one of the biggest shows they've got right right now on um, on Cartoon Network, and Sweeps Week is coming up in November. And like I said, they're terrified of Ninja Turtles. So I think what's going on is is that they're going to try to hold on to that until Sweeps Week, and then you know air some more. But I, I'm just thinking, oh, this is just no, please, like. Well, it's 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 the it's the the biggest problem with Cartoon Network is Cartoon Network is into what it used to be. Um, to to best illustrate this fact. I, I, I just have one thing to say. What is Toonami without Dragon Ball? And who yeah. has Dragon Ball now? Disney. No. Nickelodeon. Well, who, what, Nick, oh, Nickelodeon. That's yeah. right. Why did I think Disney? Anyway, it's kind of... Okay, so yeah, they've got, they've got how, Dragon how Ball. How the hell did... did I, I just want to ask, how the hell did, uh, did Cartoon Network fumble that negotiation with Funimation? Uh, probably because they were put they were pretty sh- shitty with the anime. They were putting it on really late at night and at weird times, and I, only like I remember like for some reason there was this anti anime um, vibe that was going on for a while, 
I was like, why? That's what made your net. That's what that's what made like teens, you know, like uh, Adult Swim. And for instance, your fucking uh, afternoon lineup. Yeah, that's like, what made Toonami work. Toonami was all about the was 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 half imports and half eighties action cartoons. Yeah, because I remember it was Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball. Um, they tried to make Tenchi uh, a kids show, which was kind of weird, but. Okay. They, they also I'll tried to uh, get uh, what? What was that show that they brought back? Uh, damn it, Johnny Quest: The New Adventures of Johnny Quest. Oh yeah, Quest. yeah. They oh, tried God, to shove that yeah. down our throats. I've watched that. That was pretty terrible. Um, Quest World. But I don't, and honestly, I don't like. I don't know what's going on there because they have a lot of really. I think they want some original, original new stuff, but then they keep going back to like Teen Titans. What? Why? Well, they keep on getting killed by Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon is a better Cartoon Network than Cartoon Network. Well, it, it, well, you have to keep in mind though that Nickelodeon sort of faltered for a while too. Like after they did all their Nicktoons, and then that shit started falling apart, and then Cartoon Network started kicking their asses like around 1998. And then, and then Nickelodeon fired the one shot that they needed to fire. Yep. Avatar. Kicked, yep. ne- kicked Cartoon Network's ass. Exactly. And and that was because it was an original series. They were trying something new. It was well animated, well written. Yeah. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, geekcastradio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. In a world without hope, in a time of their greatest need, three men came together to deliver responsible news about video games. GeekCast Radio and The Lunchroom proudly present... XRG Extreme Retro Gaming Only on GeekCastRadio.com 2012 marks the 30th anniversary for Masters of the Universe. We here at the GCRN are celebrating with a brand new series of podcasts. The Powers of Grayskull series will cover every episode of every MOTU cartoon. Yes, even that crappy new adventure stuff. Join Optimus Solo and TFU and Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become masters in space, and finally masters of Grayskull. You can find the Pogs podcasts in iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Good journey! I think what's really going on at Cartoon Network is it's, it's a little bit of they're fearful of Nickelodeon and they're fearful of Marvel. Because Time War, you know, Time Warner DC is very terrified about what's going over, you know, over at Marvel, where you know the movies are kicking ass, the cartoons are sort of hit and miss, miss and miss. Yeah, miss, <laughs> miss, miss. I, I, I really have. I don't know. They're not wretched. But they're not Batman wretched. I guess. Batman. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> The, the Marvel Marvel's doing better on the adult side, so I don't understand like why they're so worried. I mean, DC's 
consistently done pretty well with, like, the kids' side. Like, Batman Brave and the Bold was pretty popular amongst kids. And it wasn't really that harmful, I felt, to the properties, because Batman Brave and the Bold knew what it was ahead of time and did not do that pseudo-anime bullshit. Yeah, it was it was a it was a fun series. It got kids in the Batman. Like, um, let's see, like there were these two kids. They were uh, the son and daughter of like uh, someone at Trevor's lab, and they they really really loved uh, Batman: Brave and the Bold. And you know that was a it was a good series for them because it was you know lighthearted and fun. And then now they're going to go with Beware the Batman, and now I understand the ending to Brave and the Bold, where they were talking about Batman's got to get all, you know, tough and rough again. Because Beware the Batman just looks terrible. Like, Batman does not eat nachos. They're bringing back Magpie, for God's sakes. The most 80s Mag- of the villains. Yeah, Magpie. Magpie. Like, Magpie is terrible. Well, the, the whole thing stinks, because, like I said, it's just really funny that... Uh... That, you know, number one, I don't watch Young Justice anymore. I should probably go back and watch it because I've been told that there are some good things and bad things about it. But but really, you know, there's an episode in season one of Young Justice that turned me off. And uh, I won't elaborate until we go into an actual episode about the show. But uh, okay. overall, I just feel... I just feel like uh, there's lots of mistakes here, and I would much rather they try to do something under the banner of Young Justice for a new DCAU versus trying to do this other weird peddly shit. I mean, the biggest problem now is Cartoon Network is injured. They have – it's a self-injury. It's a self-injury caused by many live-action shows like Hole in the Wall. It's a a self-injury that is repairable, and and like I said – the fact that Dragon Ball Kai is airing on Nickelodeon is hilarious to me because Toonami and Dragon Ball is like saying is like saying peas and carrots. Yeah, I mean, but I think what it is is like they got a little too they got they got too complacent. They they started falling into the they unfortunately started doing the live action stuff because it was cheap. Like I remember when they brought out Slam Ball. And I was like, I recognize that place because there's Atlanta in the background of this of this show. I love the old reruns of Ten Year Old Goosebumps. And, and like they won't, and they won't show any of like what made Cartoon Network great was they had this big back library of all the Hanna Barbera and all the um, Warner Brothers cartoons, which they could play at any given time if they just needed filler. But they won't do that anymore because they're like, no, no, that's part of Boomerang. It's too old. Well, the biggest well, problem was, you know, they got rid of, the, you know, you're right. They got rid of the backlog, number one. Number two, they got rid of shows that were really good for real animation officials. Mm-hmm. those like me and Neil. I love Toonheads. Toonheads was a great yeah. show. Oh, God, oh, yeah. that was great. And, they, and here's another thing. They used to do the cartoon cartoons. Like, they would do, like, they would let the artist, uh, like, they would get the new Hanna-Barbera artists to create new shows, you know, do a short, and then they'd show them, and whatever ones were most popular, they would get turned into a cartoon cartoon. Like uh, Robot Jones. I just love the fact yeah. that they were able to copy to a T that old 70s art style. Yeah, yeah and like, and then the thing is, is like, unfortunately, th- th- this is what they wanted to do, I think, with DC Nation shorts, was they were going to try to revive this with... You know, let, let's let's show a whole bunch of like different shorts, and whichever one does best will turn into a show. But it's obvious now that they had a winner in mind, which is bullshit. Because well, it was run by Sam, it, was, it was a poll run by Sam Register, 
And yeah. we know where Sam Register's uh, loyalties lie. Exactly. It's, and so... I mean... Yami-yumi. Yeah, yeah, te- yeah. yeah. Teen Titans is Sam Register's baby. Sam Register is mistakenly called an animation guru. He isn't. He started as a vice president of that company. He isn't a guru. He didn't work in the trenches. And when people, you know, he he gets he gets the privilege to slap his name as executive producer on projects. He gets the privilege, but he doesn't do any of the work. I mean, if you see Bruce Tim's name on it and then Sam Register's name, you know what happened. Yeah. You see just Sam Register's name, then you then you really know what happened. That's I just I I really oh. don't have any respect for the man as a cartoon producer because he's not a cartoon producer. He's 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 an idiot. He 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 goes he goes by marketing talk and uh, and analysis and, and spreadsheets about what makes a good cartoon and which is why he's you know which is part of how he does that Aurora um you know you know, knee jerk oh, reaction bullshit. He's responsible I see for what that. He, so what he really is is he was just brought in to just uh, reboot old IP is what it looks like to me. Because like looking at his um, his biography, it's basically I take old IP and I turn it into new IP. In for instance, Transformers animated, which was bullshit. Well, you Pop know what he was. You know, you know who Z. Sam Register was? I think you'll mm. like this. He was he he's John Scully. Yeah, you know who John Scully yeah. is, right? No, no. Who's John Scully? Do you want to do you want to be selling sugar wire? Do you want to change the world? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> oh man, he was behind the Looney Tunes show. Yes. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy in the ass. I mean, that show was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, fuck this guy. I so, mean that that show was terrible. <laughs> like I watched. I I honestly gave this a chance because I was like, okay. Let's see what this where this goes. He's and, also the co-producer of the anime Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, no, that's what I was pointing out. Like he's just basically he he's basically just he's a business major. That's all he is. Yeah. He he just comes in, he takes old IP, and he reboots it. It's and, just it's just amazing how you have guys like John Kay and and Gendy and and all these guys that came in and just resuscitated oh, this the is bullshit resuscitated the, the the old school of uh, of animation where creators could create new things and then it just takes one guy to completely but reverse this, it but what read this, is, this read this they actually this, made a fucking yeah. comic book character after sam register yeah they did uh, but the but the thing is is that that gandhi and all that is back in the days of ted turner back when ted turner was basically saying i want to build this cartoon network i want to do this I'll find some animators, animate, you know, I'll find some new people. They haven't had a chance. I'll just bet on them and we'll see how this goes. And he, it turned out to work out. This guy is part of the, uh, that wave of when the business guys took over. Yeah. When they started saying, oh, yay, we've got a whole bunch of IP that we can now rape and redo over and over and over. Yeah, I see this. Which is exactly why I hate Ben 10, because he took Dial H for a Hero, changed it just enough to where he didn't have to owe the guy any money, mm-hmm. and started airing it. And, and I, call, I call him out on it, and, I, and people are like, well, I never heard of Dial H for a Hero. And then I show them a picture of the H-Dial, and, and this actually happened at a convention once when I did this rant. And I showed the picture of the H-Dial in the cover, and, the, and, and, and this one guy goes, oh my god, that's the fucking Obitrex. Yep, and like the thing, it's one thing to be an homage, but it's another thing to be like, I'm just ripping this off completely, which 
it just seems that's what's going on recently is just they just seem to just be rehashing things over and over and over because they're they're just I don't know what it is maybe protecting IP or maybe they're just like out of ideas or they don't want to pay for pay for it's it. like 80 Saturday morning all over again yeah except without the Transformers yet no I mean it's it is it, it is a sad state of affair right now it's a uh, 80 I mean number one Saturday morning is dead well yeah because the, unfortunately cable killed that yeah but the mentality is back. Yeah, it it just it just makes me very sad because I I was a believer. I I I'm not necessarily against new ideas or new versions of characters because because sometimes you can blow me yeah. away. Sometimes you can blow me away. I I was against X Men Evolution. I always said this. I was always against X Men Evolution until mm-hmm. I actually sat down and watched it. I realized, oh my god, by reimagining, they made it better. And and. I, I'm not yeah. against reimagining. I mean, I'm there's nothing wrong with that. Doing it badly. I'm a, I'm 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 pro quality all the way. And uh, and this new DC Nation, the fact that they're going an entire entire super deformed form for Teen Titans is a bad sign because number one, that means the animation is gonna <laughs> the animation costs are gonna go way down because with super deformed they can cut down on frame rate like crazy. And again, it's people who people who just didn't really understand the point of that sort of thing in anime. It's so they're they're doing the whole series about uh, Teen yeah. Titans again. Fest came. It's 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 yes, I think <laughs> Fest works. I I know who you are. It, it, well, I know and like, you don't listen anymore. I don't care. No, it's it's just this is just but this is basically they the the guys in charge are basically getting to do what they want to do. And they don't really, I don't think they really care about what actually sells. I think they're actually just caring about, like, if they show they're doing something new, their stock price goes up, it's all about growth. It's not about actually making a good product or actually selling. Because, like, there's a, there, you know, there's something to be said about, like, you just pander to the masses. Whereas this just looks like, well, look, we're doing something new. Stock price goes up. Well, the and funny that, thing is this. It's, I, I can't prove it. I haven't found any uh, proof of this, but hmm. if uh, if uh, I have a theory that uh, many years ago that uh, that Avatar was originally optioned to Cartoon Network, um, if, if I can find out that this is true, that would be so funny because I imagine whoever poo-pooed that idea, Sam Register, is probably kicking himself yeah. in the head. I don't. I don't know. It might. It might, honestly might. But I. I don't really know much about like the production. I know that like it was. Wasn't it like French animated or something? Like no, that? no. It was. It was Korean animated. It was. Um, okay. The. Uh, I'm thinking of something else then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because because uh, the because uh, because uh, because uh, because Brian of uh, Avatar was. Uh, Worked for Film Roman, so you know, you know him. Him going from Film Roman, you know, all you know, over to uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> when Film Roman has a much stronger relationship with. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Cartoon Network um, over Nickelodeon, it, it sort of makes you go, "Hmm, I wonder what happened there." Actually, he he actually worked a little bit on Invader Zim ah. uh, for a little bit. So that might actually, I think they did option with Nickelodeon first. Ah, okay. But uh, Michael so, Dante DiMartino, though he he worked on Mission Hill, which was mm-hmm. on Adult Swim. 
Okay, but there there is a little bit of like cross traffic amongst the animators, but I think this was actually this isn't a case where Cartoon Network had it first and then they got it. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a series recently though that was optioned to Nickelodeon first, and then Cartoon Network got it. But I'm trying to remember which one that was. It, um, because it seems like Nickelodeon was a weird fit. For, for Avatar The Last Airbender. It was. I, it really honestly was. Because I, re- I do remember um, going, is, this is on Nickelodeon. But that was during Nickelodeon's bad time. Back when they they had gotten rid of Invader Zim. It was all were, Spongebob. Yeah, it was just the Spongebob network. It was Spongebob and, think, and Butch Hartman's Revenge Fantasies. Actually, here it is. Um, actually, Adventure Time was originally for Nicktoons. And then Cartoon Network snapped it up. That's the one I was thinking about. Which is kind of weird, because like... It does have a I, Nick feel. Yeah, yeah, it does, and that's why I was just like, okay, this is on Cartoon Network, alright. Excellent. Yeah, apparently Nickelodeon passed on Adventure Time twice, which is why Cartoon Network should be playing the hell out of this. Like, woohoo, we got this! But for some reason, they've got this hate against the series, which I don't understand. I, I think I think they... they... It's not what they expected. I think they were expecting like the next Avatar or something because because that's what they want. They want a cartoon they can that well, they can guarantee six million kids sitting on prime time watching a show. Well, then you've got to pay for that. Unfortunately, you've got to which, which got, is what Avatar was able to consistently do. Yeah, you have to pay for writers. You have to pay the animators. You can't just like show me fifteen minutes. Well, actually, it's like twelve minutes. Ugh. Okay, like, Adventure Time is not an Avatar, but it definitely has an adventure feel to it, which I really like. Um, But it is a different type of show. And if you want, if you really want, like, an adventure-type show like Avatar, like I said, you've got to pay for it. You can't just hope you're going to get that, just, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, the biggest thing is you need to be able to find talent, recognize talent, and cultivate talent. Yeah, and that's what Ted Turner did. That's what Sam Register cannot do because right now the people that Sam Sam Register are relying on are actually old accolades of Bruce Timms. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, he's riding on uh, on his hopes and dreams on the guy that Bruce Tim and Paul Dini made fun of on the commentaries. <laughs> Glenn that's a good sign. That yeah, that I I read this guy's um his uh bio, and it, it's just like yeah. I mean, you should hear the commentary track, Kitty They they get pretty mean, and he's sitting right there. Oh, that's hilarious. It's like, oh, it's his first storyboard credit. Isn't that cute? Okay, well, I'm reading this part. Murakami was given a storyboard test for um, Batman the Animated Series, which he failed. But seeing his drawing talent, he was hired anyway. Well, actually, yeah, Bruce Tim explained that on another commentary track where he said, yeah, he brought his portfolio, and it sucked. Oh. But we decided to bring him in because he could draw strange alien creatures. Yeah. Which I guess, you know, that's, that's... I guess that's pretty cool that you can draw strange an- strange alien creatures, but uh, I'm just sort of this guy doesn't seem. I mean, when when the new bat like when well, Murakami I mean, Batman, is a good Batman collaborator, a good. bad team leader. Yeah, okay, I can see that because like Batman Beyond was okay. I it wasn't spectacular, but it was it was okay. Well, like I said, it's, I think that Murakami's greatest strength is as a collaborator, not as a team mm-hmm. team member, because Murakami does yeah. come with good ideas, artistic ideas, like uh, 
like in the episode almost got him he came up with yeah. the idea that when the when the lamp moved killer croc's shadow turns into batman's shadow he came up with that artistic idea okay and that's pretty cool so maybe he's just like an like an idea guy so yeah he, like I said, he's a great collaborator he's just not a good boss yeah, but this is but this is like a this is a trend that's been happening a lot in like different industries. This whole we promote people beyond their abilities. You know, um, I forgot what the effect called the Peter effect. The Peter principle. The Peter principle. It's called the Peter principle, where you you basically you know someone's really good at something, and then you just think, well, then they'll be a great team leader, and then it turns out no, they're not. That that's way beyond what they can do. No, it takes like, a special kind of person to lead a team. You can't just you can't yeah. just promote on the inside. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just well, can't. Sometimes you have to yeah. look beyond. Find someone who find someone who is good and who who you can just tell has that spark. You can't and then yeah. you can't quantify it until you see it. Yeah, and but I'm um, like I said, it's just this trend that's been going on. Like, oh, well, you're good at this, so we'll promote you to a manager, and then you suck at that because that's not what your strength is, and. Just, I guess that just need this this whole we'll just keep promoting people mentality needs to go away, but unfortunately that's very hardwired into business. Yeah, so. you know, like I said, it's a you know Glenn Murakami. You know the problem is I I think he has a weak personality, so whenever his uh, he's working with Sam Register, yeah, he he's working for Sam Register. Yeah, Sam Register just seems like he's just a business guy, and he's just. He doesn't seem very. He doesn't seem in tune with what what's actually going on. It just seems like he's just. Well, we have this IP. Let's just use it. Yay! Uh, anyway, we, we we're basically going to be just trashing this over and over. But I really think what's happening is is they had a plan from the beginning that Teen Titans was going to be the winner of DC Nation shorts. Which is then why did you do it? That makes no sense. Like, well, that's it's not how it's it's like you know it's like you said it, it's a bunch of business people making business decisions. I know, and like um, that's just because that's how Sam Register quantifies cartoon decisions. He quantifies of of I'm looking at my product like Pepsi. Well, he's not even doing. He's he's just. I I think it's more about the. It's not even about like we're making money because like I can understand if you're like I'm making money. We're gonna do this. Like okay, for instance, like okay, SpongeBob is is not art but at least it's making money that's one thing but making a decision because like it's what your gut tells you or you think it's going to raise your stock price because it looks like growth that's not the right way to do it because that's like such temporary thinking but i mean that's basically business right there it's just all temporary thinking let's just and like also like you know let's let's delay uh dc nation short which it looks like they're going to do for sweeps well, that's such temporary thinking. Like, okay, so you get one week, and I guess that the advertisers see that for like one week. Well, that, that's, that's, not, a that's, that, that's a problem. That's a problem that Cartoon Network has had for a while. I mean, they get they have episodes, they sit on episodes, and they withhold hold episodes. I, I mean, for I for six to for five to six months because they can because because they have some sort of time flow chart on which the best what the best months are for cartoons or something and they follow that strictly. I mean Nickelodeon I did this too with Avatar the Last Airbender where they delayed showing the end of season 3 for about half a year. 
Or like Breaking Bad. Like, the last season was only six episodes, and then they're going to show the next six episodes, like, next year? Yeah, mid-season breaks are a new thing because of this bullshit. Okay, if you don't want to fund the show, fuck you. I mean, like, what are you doing? Because, like, uh, it's on A&E, isn't it? Like, Breaking Bad. Like, what are you showing? Yeah, it is, it is. What are you showing instead? Well, they're showing Hoarders. Oh. And uh, and uh, the, the show about the uh, the show about the uh, you know being stalked and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So basically, what you're telling me is is that you're going to get some shows that are really cheap to make, and then these really good shows, which are going to build your you're going to when you're talking about your network, you're going to bring up Breaking Bad, and didn't they have what other show that they have for a while? They had um, the what was Wire on there. Anyway, but they'll bring up, like, Breaking Bad or something like that. But then when you turn to their network, it is just reality show crap. And I guess, like, that's what's happened is they don't want, like, because we were watching some shows from, like, the 80s. And there's, like, car crashes and on-scene shots and things like this. And that's so rare on TV now because, like, well, that's expensive. Well, what the fuck? What are you doing? You know, are you just going to, like, you just want to show me something cheap, which is just basically, let's sit around with some bimbos and listen to them talk, and then they occasionally fight. <laughs> it's it's just bad. It, I, Neil, I it's, what, what's your stance on this DC Nation thing? I don't know. I I wasn't really watching it anyway, but... Neither was cartoon, I. Cartoon Network's, cartoon Network has gone downhill so much. It's just It just seems par, far for the course for any any Time Warner network these days because I remember when TBS used to be good, Cartoon Network used to be good, TNT (laughs) used to be really good, and now I don't watch any of those channels anymore because they put someone in charge who, like, didn't want to make new stuff anymore. They just kind of wanted to turn them into rerun channels or just put crap on. Jamie Kellner? Jamie Kellner. Yeah, Jamie (laughs) Kellner... Canceled the highest rating, pro- the highest rated program on T- Turner Network Television and TBS, just to show his bosses that he that he was doing something. And Jamie Kellner also said that if you use a DVR, you're stealing shows. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he did do that. So, so Jamie Kellner's second coming is known as Sam Register. Pretty much. D- DVR overall, is honest. The, 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 the fact that Sam Richter has the fucking balls to tell DC Comics, put me in your comic book. And they do. Did he actually do, Did he actually ask to be in the comic? Well, why would or, a writer want to do that? Maybe to suck up to him, but I'm just asking, did he actually ask for that? Because it's a different thing if like someone put him in there because they were trying to like either suck up to him or... or Oh, that'd be really cool to put him in there. But if he asked to be in there, that's a little... Okay. Well, the biggest thing is this. Bruce Tim never asked, and Bruce Tim was never put in, other than someone drawing like a cameo of him in a background. Which is... That's cool. That's pretty cool. But if you asked to be in a comic, that's like, wow, you just Mary sued yourself. Yay. <laughs> and, he's a, and he's a villain, too. Oh, okay. You're the big bad. Woo! Okay. That'd be like Joss Whedon being the final big bad on Buffy. Well, that's okay. Well, that's because Joss Whedon knows what he's doing. He he can actually put yeah. together a movie that, for all intents and purposes, should have failed. 
<laughs> well, jo- Josh, that's different when Josh Whedon does it. Just well, like... let, let, let's be honest. There were about a billion things that could have made Avengers go wrong. Oh, yeah, definitely. And somehow he avoided that whole minefield. He's like, okay, that minefield's over there. I'm going to be over here. Well, well like, traditional it... traditional logic in movie making would have been right damn through, through that middle of the minefield. Yeah, but he's just he's just really good at what he does. He's very good at characterization, which is what was needed in Avengers. Because there's you know there's a lot of action, but if it had just been pure action, it probably would have just well let's be honest sucked. But here, like wow, he actually made a good Hulk after the failed abortion of like two movies and. Wasn't there a movie in, like, the 80s or something? Are you talking about the trial of the Incredible Hulk where it had Daredevil dressed in all black? (laughs) Yeah. And John Stavies? Yeah. So, I mean, he That also was the other TV movie that had Thor? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Barely. I barely remember that. Uh, But, yeah, like, he did a really damn good job. But, uh... Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon is another example of a, of a creator who, you know, he does good on his own, but when he has somebody looking over his shoulder and just tampering with everything he does, that's when you get stuff like the first Buffy movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he, I don't think he was satisfied with that at all. He's going to make a new Buffy. Good. He Okay, then that, that's, that's pretty cool. But yeah, the first one was... He he he. I, I've I've seen interviews with him. Well, he says I don't talk about the Donald. <laughs> but yeah, but, it's. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a uh, overall not big fans of the people in charge of DC Nation. Not big fans of the people in charge of everything right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Young Justice another try, but uh, we're gonna cover why I didn't in a Young Justice episode in the future. This is Ben with TV's Mister Neil. And Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation Valkyrie Yuki. Transgender Magical Girl meets Norse Gods. SGBY.com. You'll love it. And we're saying goodnight. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs>